Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. What is today? Today is May 23rd. May 23rd, Thursday. Right, right before a three-day weekend, you know. It's coming up. I'm Steve Peasley, and thank you for joining me today. And I hope you'll call. This is the call-in show. You drive the show. You make it interesting, not me. I just try to answer the questions best I can. So when you do make that call, of course, you know, everything is about all of us trying to make better decisions about our money, trying to make it, trying to keep it growing, keep it, you know, all the goal is to be independent, right? We want to be financially independent. I do, you do, everybody does. How to do that is you got to save a lot of money and you got to invest it right. Now, I can't help you save it, but I can help you invest it. So give me a call. We'll talk about it. Anything financial, we'll discuss. We call it we call it financial freedom, of course. And of course, I am going to. If you look at our program at KPP Financial, you'll see that we practice what we call parallel investing. And what that means is, I buy the same thing for myself, same price, same percentage, in all the portfolios. I put all my money to work alongside my clients. But of course, you want to talk to me if you want to ask questions. Well, the line is now open. We're live. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. So please give me a call. Love to talk to you. Our main talking point today concerns this, this headline. Apple's earnings would drop by nearly 30% if China bans its products. Now, that's a nice headline. I just don't really think that that's what China will do. I don't think they're going to go there. Why do I say that? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is they'll be hurt, shooting themselves in the foot because they have a lot of people in China working for Apple or Foxcom putting Apple products together. And if you ban Apple products, you're putting a lot of people out of work in your own economy. That doesn't mean they can't be irrational and not do it, but it is irrational. Anyway, that's going to be the main talking point. And, you know, it's possible it is possible that they could do that. It's just not probable. Uh, anyways, China sales is about 17% of Apple's. Uh, Ch- uh, Apple sales is about 17% in China. 17% of their sales is in China. That's about $10 billion. I also want to talk about if you're going to work into your 70s, you have to do certain things first. If you're going to keep working as you get older, there's things, I've got a list of things you need to have. You need to prepare. And I want to talk about wasteful government spending. There was a headline today about the government going to cough up $700 million in aid to U.S. telecoms. I wanted to talk about that. And finally, American household finances are getting better. That's according to a new survey by the Federal Reserve. American household finances are getting better. So those are the things I'm going to discuss, but of course you drive the show, not me. 
The market today was down. It was not. It was pretty ugly at some point. It got down. The Dow was down over 400 points at one point, but came back a little bit, but still down pretty significantly. Down 286 on the Dow, 123 on the Nasdaq, and down 34 on the S&P 500. So not a fun day today. And maybe because we're moving into a three-day weekend, people don't like to hold stocks. Investors and traders don't like to hold positions over long weekends. They don't. Why don't we go ahead and start taking our first call of the day. Let's talk to Rom in New Jersey. How are you doing, Rom? Very good, Steve. How are you? I am good. Thank you for the call. No worries. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Steve, I have a general question. I was actually out. I was uh, you know, traveling overseas for three weeks, uh, shut mm-hmm. myself out of the markets, and I just came back two days ago, uh, and I uh-huh. Either the markets have gone down, and you know I've been talking to you multiple times over the course of the last year or so, uh, and uh, I've mostly been moving to cash from the early part of the year in the rallies. I just wanted to get your general mm-hmm. take of where you think the market is. Is it a good time to start nibbling back into it? Aside from my core holdings, I've sold most of my stocks uh, this year, so I'm sitting on a decent amount of cash. I wanted to get your take to see is it a good time to start getting back into the market, uh, or do you think there's more pain okay. ahead? I, I do think there's going to be a, uh, some more pain ahead. So it's no big rush, Rom. On the other hand, there are certain sectors that have been beaten up that already before this even fall that we've had. And I think that those certain certain stock sectors look pretty darn attractive on a value basis. But I wouldn't be in a big rush to get into jump back into the market. Not yet. I mean, we've only had like a 4% correction here. Uh, it, I, I'm thinking we're, we're going to see a, a, a deeper correction. I, I think we're going to see it. And the, the thing that can surprise us, Ron, and then, I'll be, then what I'm telling you will be wrong, is if the Trump and China agree to a trade deal, then the market's going to take off. Okay, so, okay. Um, but I don't, that's not in the works right now. They don't even have any meetings set up. There's nothing going on there. It just looks like they're both sides are digging in their heels, you know, and saying, well, no way. So I don't think you should be in a hurry, but there are certain sectors that look really attractive, you know, um, that I think, you know, you should start to consider. And, and this, uh, I, for, it's some in the healthcare area, healthcare sector, drug sectors. Um, and a couple others, I just think they look attractive. You know, they've been beaten up, and there's deep values, and might want to nibble at them. But don't be in a big rush. Just just be patient. You'll get a better opportunity sometime this year, in my opinion. Rom, I appreciate the call. And too bad you were out of the out of the country, you know, because you missed the the whole month of May has been difficult for the market. You missed most of that, but you were already out. So of the ones you wanted to be out, so that's good. So now you have cash. That's really good. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want you to be aware of the very special upcoming financial event in Southern California. We haven't had one of these in a while. It's an Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It is set for Saturday, June 22nd, in Irvine, in our office building. There's a big conference room in there that we're going to be using. Justin, Justin Klein and I will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment we're in. We'll give you a plan for it, how, how to boost income, manage your investments, the risk that's involved. At, and we're going to talk about as it is today. What kind of risk do we need to manage? And there's opportunities out there too. So 
Please make plans to join us on June 22nd from 9 to 11 a.m. on Ir- in Irvine, June 22nd. To learn more or, or purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com with two T's. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. Let's calibrate our calendars. May is racing by, Memorial Day is this coming Monday, and the market movements are certainly interesting. So step up with your finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to take your calls live. This is Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, what happened to the markets today? Well, I told you that it was down, right? But what what was the news? Okay, what what you know, we've had a very nice run for the year. We have. Remember the market fell the last two, three months of last year, made a bottom in late December, and then we started had a V bottom coming off of that. And it didn't really it started to slow down probably in April. You can see a slowdown in the st- slope, maybe starting March, April. And then uh, May it's been kind of a downward slide got very close to the old high made back in last october and that was resistance and you heard me talking about on the radio if you were listening you know i said well we're hitting resistance we got to break through this with gusto if we want an up leg but the chances of that are not that strong and that turned out to be correct we're now you know that's going to act as resistance those old high pretty difficult resistance up there so you know why does it? Why did it fall? Well, it's all about the China-U.S. trade tensions. They, they're not talking anymore. So that's going to be a roller coaster ride for the rest of the summer until or until there's an agreement. What's going to be the catalyst to drive the market up? We're past earnings season, so it's got to be next earnings season, maybe. Or is it going to? It could be the Chinese trade deal. Is it Europe going to get stronger? Well, it doesn't look like it. You know, where's it going to come from? There's money drives the market, right? Money has to come in, but money has to have a reason to come in. So we don't see that reason yet. They don't see it. That, that, it the valuations are not ultra cheap. It's not like the stock market is really cheap. It's not. It's not overly expensive either. So there's got to be some kind of callous. And one more thing. Have you seen the 10-year Treasury note and the 2-year Treasury note? Uh, have you seen this yield spread is what I'm talking about? The yield spread. Have you seen it? Everybody's been moving to the 10-year Treasury because it's a flight to safety, right? Everybody buys our Treasury, so that drives down the yield of our 10-year Treasury. So the yield of the 10-year Treasury, how much it pays, um, you know, 2 seven, eight percent, whatever that is, is very close to the two-year treasure yield. The difference is only 0.19%. 0.19% between the 10-year and the two-year. In 2016, the difference between those two is 1.8%. 2017 is about 1.2%, the difference, the yield spread. And then 2018 is 0.6%. So it's been spread, it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter over the last few years. Now it's very, very close. Why am I bringing that up? Because whenever there's been an inversion where the 10-year pays a yield pays less than the two-year, a recession has always been around the corner. 
Now, no one knows how long around the corner. It could be immediate, could be in the recession, or it could be a year down the road. But 100% of the time, when there is a uh, a when the yield spread is inverted, meaning the two-year yield is longer and pays more than the 10-year U.S. Treasury, we have been in a recession at some point, not too far out from that point. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's an issue. It's some. It's a big concern. You know that this is something that. Remember, the Federal Reserve is not touching interest rates, haven't touched it since December. So this has all been driven by the market. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, we'll see how that works out. Something that you need to be watching. Okay, let's go to Bob in Sacramento. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for taking my call. I really respect your, your opinion and everything. Um, I Thank was wondering you. what you thought about HOV. They did a 40 for one split. Uh, a couple months ago, and I wanted to buy it, but it shot up really fast, and now it went way down. And I was just wondering what your opinion on that was. Okay, this is uh, Hovnanian, everybody. Hovnanians build single-family home, detached homes, and also attached townhomes and condominiums in the 16 states across the U.S. So this is in the housing area. I, I probably would stay away from it, Bob, not because it's a bad company or anything. I would stay away from the housing industry at this point. And you also, you probably will ask me why. The mortgage rates are going down. New home construction has gone up. Existing homes have been going down. Existing home sales have been going down, but new housing sales have been going up. You know, why would you be avoiding it? Because I think we've seen the top in this, they're, they're very housing is very cyclical. I think we've seen the top. We saw it in uh, you know a, a while back, and I think that it's going to be much more difficult for you to make money in this industry, especially if you know. Uh, and it's very cheap. Everybody, he, he, Bob, you're probably looking at it saying, "Well, man, this is super inexpensive. Look, look at the, it's a ten dollars stock. It's going to make seventy three cents next year. So that's you know." 12 PE, 13 PE. So it looks cheap. Don't be fooled. Sales are shrinking for Hernanian, and I would not I would not buy it. I'd stay away from it, Bob. HOV is a symbol. This is Invest Talk, and we have almost completed the fourth trading week of May. And to many of us, it really does feel like time is racing by. But do not worry. You are not, you're not in this alone. I'm here with you. And Invest Talk KPP Financial, we will help you reach your goal of financial freedom. We will. So please feel free to contact me or Justin anytime you want, KPP Financial, Irvine, California. We'll talk to you. We'll help you. And now I'm taking your financial investment questions live at 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. The KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Tom in Florida who wants to talk about Federal Express Corporation. How are you doing, Tom? Or FedEx Corp. They don't call it Federal Express anymore. FedEx Corporation. 
How you doing, Tom? I'm good. I just saw where it dropped today, and uh, I really didn't get to check it out. I just saw it was down to 160, and so I kind of regretted not getting it when it got down to about 150, and I was just wondering what you thought about it. I like FedEx. A long term, this is one of those big blue chip, high quality companies. Federal Express provides, you know, ground and small parcel, less than truckload deliveries, offices, print services. I, I like their company because they're healthy. It's been healthy. They cons- they're consistent. They consistently increase their earnings. You know, and and right now you're looking at it being a $160 stock going to make $16.73 next year. So it's below a 10 PE like nine point something. And that's the low of its five years, nine to 22 is its PE range. Return on equity is very healthy at 23%. They don't pay a big dividend, 1.6%. But the company has been able to grow in single digit percentages, yes, but it's been able to grow consistently. So now they've fallen from 200, you know, uh, 197 down to 160. I think this is setting itself up to be a great buy, Tom. FedEx Corporation, FDX is the symbol. Now, the question is when. FedEx is also very cyclical, meaning attached to the economic cycle, and we're late in the economic cycle. So can it get cheaper than this? Yes, it can. But there's a lot of support right around 150, as you point, 150, 151. Um, I'd be patient. I don't think I'd be in a big rush. I think it'll go down to that support uh, and if if we go into recession, all bets are off. It's going to go down lower. But I don't see us going to recession this year. Uh, it, you know, the evidence is that we're weakening, but we're not necessarily going into recession. So I do like FedEx a lot, Tom. I would be a buyer of it. I'd just be a little bit more patient. That's all. Okay, Tom? Okay, thanks, Steve. FedEx. I appreciate it. Th- thanks for the call. FDX, everybody. Um, I just think it's a... Very worthwhile company. The best time to buy any stock is in the depths of recession. But when's the last one we had? It was 2000, you know, 2008. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Now, in one sense, that's a long time ago, so we're due for one. In another sense, there's no strong evidence we're going into recession. So, my main talking point today, Apple's earnings would drop by nearly 30% if China bans its products. So the question is, do you own Apple? Do you think they're going to do that? Now, this is a a report from uh, Rod Hall. He's an analyst. And he said that, you know, their earnings would drop that much if China banned the products, all all Apple products. I just don't think that's going to happen. Do I think that they could cause problems with Apple? Yes. They could cause disruptions, yes. And will they? They very well might. They might charge tariffs on on Apple products. That's true, too. But remember, Chinese build a lot of Apple products. They assemble it. They put it together. They got a lot of employees. I mean, there's they got to be, you know, do they want to destroy those jobs in China? I don't think so. But they could. So, you know, the the tech ecosystem in China, the employment in China, you know, leads me to believe that they won't do a full-scale, no more Apple products in, you know, in China. It just doesn't lead me to believe that. The problem is, is Apple's coming up on its, right now, coming up on its cycle for the new products that come out. And they start to ramp up production here shortly. 
for the new products coming out before the end of the year. And that's an issue for Apple if they can't get new products and they really can't get to new suppliers and things in time. So it's it's a tough position for Apple and maybe not as tough for the Chinese government because it depends on how much they care about their employees and their economy because, you know, they are much more dependent on exports than we are, but they also they have their, they, they don't like to lose. How tough of negotiators are we and how tough are they? That's really what it's about. And are both sides digging in and being stubborn? I don't know. I don't know. But Apple and other corporations are going to be caught in the middle of this. And we just had to know what that means. For Apple, it could mean up to $10 billion in sales. For the, you know, that, that, that's possible. But I don't think so. I think it's more likely there'll be tariffs and it will slow down sales, but not kill it. Okay, 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. On tomorrow's Invest Talk, Trump plans a $16 billion bailout for farmers. That's one, that's one of my talking points today, wasteful government spending. I'm not talking about the farmers, though. And, of course, that bailout is for the farmers because of the trade war. The USDA says the aid package would come from tariffs being collected by the Treasury. Well, that'd be good. Let it pay for itself. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. in Irvine, California. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. Conference attendance is priced at $39. However, if you sign up during May, you'll get a special price of only $29. You can purchase tickets and learn more now at investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions 888-99 chart. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make Invest Talk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Mike in San Jose. How you doing, Mike? Good, thank you. Steve, I was wondering if you can look at HIBB. They're reporting earnings tomorrow morning, and I was wondering what your pick might be on that. 
Okay, let's take a quick look. HIBB is Habit Sports Inc. It is a very small company, $364 million in size. It operates 1,163 Habit, H-I-B-B-E-T, Habit Sports. I don't, I have never seen any of those stores in 25 states or 35 states. I have never seen one. Anyways, um, I, the, maybe they're not out here in the West because it's out of Alabama. The headquarters are Alabama, so maybe it's just in the South and the East Coast. I don't know. Anyways, the company itself has made money for many, many, many years. Uh, the low of their earnings was $1.64 a share in 2018, uh, and then $1.77 in 2019, so it started to improve, and it's going to be $1.90 this year and two hundred two next year, so they're coming out of their... You know, they're growing back more earnings, which is always important. Um, uh, the stock is it's going to make $2.02. It's a $19.20 stock. So it's around a 10 PE based on uh, next year's earnings. That's fairly reasonable. Their five-year range is 5 to 20. It's reasonable. It's just not cheap for this company. This cheap, cheap would be a 5 PE. But, it, you know, it's kind of in the mid-range right now. So I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's something that you say, well, gee, I want to buy this because it's cheap because you can't do that. You can buy it because it's really consistent. I mean, the earnings have been very consistent. The sales have been a little bit more erratic, but the earnings have been consistent. Um, sales were up, were up six, 16%, 15, 16% last quarter. Quarter before that, they were down, down 9%. So it's kind of erratic there. Um, I, I probably would not be a buyer of this stock, not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just that the numbers are not impressive enough. The return on equity is only 10%. That's not terrible, but I like it to be in the upper teens. But it, you know, they don't have a lot of debt. They have hardly any debt. That's good. There's just nothing here, Mike, to tell me, gee, I'm getting all excited about this company. Now, maybe I need to dig into it more. Maybe there's something going on that I don't know. But from the brief look I can see, it's not something I would probably buy. I probably would not. Okay. hope that didn't disappoint you too Thank much. You. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just call them as I see them. I, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's a good company. There's nothing wrong with it. But I need something more. I need some kind of excitement about it. And I don't see it here. Now, mind you, I don't know a lot about this company because I've never seen it before. So, 888.99 chart. Okay, if you're 70 and you want to keep working in your 70s, you're going to have to do certain things. Number one, you're going to have to stay healthy. You can't be frail. You can't be uh, ill a lot, calling in sick. If you're trying to work, you got to keep working. you got to stay healthy. So, start exercising. Get healthy. Okay, you also have to keep your network in place, you know, your work network, whatever business you're in. You're going to keep that going. You got to keep it vibrant. You know, you can't let it, you can't slack off because you're old and tired. That ain't going to work. I mean, you don't have to be old and tired. Look at President Trump. He's, <laughs> guy hardly sleeps. He's in his 70s. So, you can stay active. Uh, you got to prepare for lower pay. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of age discrimination about there. A lot. No one wants to hire an old, older person. They don't. And they want to pay them less money. You're gonna, you, know, you have a career that you made lots of money in. You may not be able to get that when you're in your 70s. And you got to keep your computer skills. I mention this because I have some older friends 
who are confused about computers. You got to keep up. Now, you don't have to be Mr. Know-it-all about computers, but you have to be willing to learn new things because it's always new. And believe me, I know this for a fact. I'm in my 60s, right? I have to learn new stuff all the time, and it drives me nuts. I just learn one system, and now I go to a different system that's faster, better, cheaper, you know, and it's constant. You have to keep up. You know, so if you want to work, I mean, for instance, Y-Charts. We use Y-Charts a lot, right? Y-Charts is our basic information system that we use now. Well, we've only used it for a couple of years before that, we had other systems. So Y-Charts is so much superior in many different ways, you had to learn the new system. We have a new system for um, uh, for um, um, talking to people about their finances. Uh, we call it Advisor, and it's for financial planning. And that's another new system that we, we put on about a year or two years ago. Have to learn how to work that. That's new. See, so, you know, if you're going to be older, you've got to be willing to learn new stuff and keep at it. It's as simple as that. So, if you want to work in your 70s, keep your skills up. Keep your contacts up. And stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. Most people are forced to retire because of health. You know that. I mentioned that stat before. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time each weekday. And it's also available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week via archive podcast at investtalk.com. And, of course, you can listen and subscribe and rate Invest Talk podcast. We want you to. You can do it at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So do so. I want you to critique us because I really, really want to know good, bad, or indifferent. I really do. And I, of course, want you to tell everybody, tell uh, even strangers on the street, hey, take a look at that Vest Talk podcast. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. We're taking your financial questions and investing, financial and investing questions live right now. So call us, 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. And if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. in Irvine, California. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. Conference attendance is priced at $39. However, if you sign up during May, you'll get a special price of only $29. You can purchase tickets and learn more now at investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, everybody. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Philadelphia and talk to Carl. You want to talk about the cup and handle pattern, huh? I mentioned that yeah, in hi, the class, I think. Hi, Steve. How I, you doing? I knew you mentioned it. Fine. How about you? Great show. Listen, I'm doing um, good. You didn't, 
you did mention it last night, but I, I just didn't get it. Could you explain again that cup and handle pattern? Sure. Sure. It's a technical pattern looking at a chart. Okay. And I mentioned it because, you know, I can almost make a cup and handle fit in, in the S&P 500, even though it's not quite a rounded bottom that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have a rounded bottom. So it, think of a cup. Okay. You look at the outer lip of the cup on the, uh, as, and you'll see it starts at the top and then the bowl of the cup goes down, rounds out, and then it comes up to another lip and it holds the water. Right. Then there's a little handle on the end. So what the chart pattern is, it starts at the top, and for us, the top would have been last September, uh, early October, the top. Then it fell all the way through till December and started back up. Now, it's more of a V-bottom rather than a, 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 a rounded bottom, and a cup and handle would be more rounded. But it fits the pattern because then we got to the top right at the 1st of May. It's also resistance because that's the top of the cup that we saw back in last year, late last year. Then there's a little handle, which means it goes down a little bit and it comes right back up to the top and goes through it. That's a very strong bullish indicator if we get the handle to complete. The handle has to complete in the next few weeks, a couple, three weeks. If the handle does get completed and we break the old highs, then we should have another leg up in the market. Otherwise, we just get keeps going down, 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 and may re, may retest the old lows, or you know may do a, a Fibonacci retracement. You know what a Fibonacci? Ah, I hate throwing out all these terms. A Fibonacci retracement is about sixty percent of the move from the bottom to the top, and then retrace about sixty percent back down. I see. But so I, you the, know, handle, the handle, the handle is the left side. In other words, as though you're picking the right the cup side. up with your left hand. Or is it you're the picking right up the cup. Side? No, it's on the right side. On the right side, you're picking oh. up with your right hand. Okay? okay, so it's on the right side. So a big top, bowl, a bowl made, and then a little handle made that you could hold a cup with. Okay? I got it. I Does that got make it. sense? Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, there is a book on my website. Uh, what was the name of that book? What's the name of that book? What's the name of that book? Hold on. Hold on. I got it right here. Technical Analysis and Stock Trends. Okay. It's the Bible by Robert uh, Edwards and John McGee. Uh, it's one of the best technical books out there. And you'll have all these patterns you look at. Now, remember, please remember, technical analysis, which is nothing but looking at price movement, is not a science. It's more of an art. It just tends to be true. It's true more than 50% of the time. Why is it true more than 50% of the time? Because people like me looks for these patterns and we make it happen just by our action. Lots of people like me in the business. We make it happen by what we do. So that's why it tends to be true. I know it's pretty weak, huh? That's <laughs> pretty weak. Say, well, I man, shouldn't it be more scientific-y? Yeah, nope, <laughs> it isn't. Anybody tries to pretend it is, because I, I see all these studies and all these people analyzing, they talk about, especially wave theory, you know, one, two, three, four, five waves, and A and B and C primary waves, and they study, oh, study, 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 and they act like it's a science. It's not. None of it is. Okay. I'm probably going to get some emails from tech guys, guys who do tech, use uh, the technical analysis and tell me I'm all wet. I don't care. I've been around long enough.
Like, uh, and just, you know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. 888-99 charters, a number 888-992-4278. Okay. I am, I am not happy with our government. They're going to offer $700 million to aid U.S. telecoms hurt by the Huawei ban. You know, the, the Chinese company, the Huawei that makes chips and stuff. They're being banned <coughs> for political you know, reasons. But whether, whatever, whatever. I disagree with this strongly. Disagree with this. It's another government bailout for corporations. I see no reason for this, the $700 million. What's their justification? Well, they're saying, well, these poor telecoms, uh, you know, can't, they're going to have to spend a lot more money because they might have to go somewhere else and this is going to disrupt their, because they can't use their chips, the highway chips anymore, and it's going to disrupt their, I don't really care about that. You're in business, you're supposed to prepare for problems. And if it was something just out of the blue, I would care a little bit more. But this problem has been going, We this problem was recognized with Huawei back in 2012. And if you were smart and you're a telecom company, you know, you make moves. And many of the bigger companies did protect themselves by moving away from Huawei. The smaller ones, maybe they didn't. Also, why are we paying them anything? They're going to have to they're going to have to build out 5G new equipment anyways. They're going to pay millions of bucks for new equipment anyways because we're moving to 5G. Why are we putting money? It just doesn't make me... The government needs to stop bailing out companies. Now, the government's saying, well, you know, well, we caused it by banning and so we want to help them. Well, you know what? You don't need to. You do not need to. Now, I'm probably going to make a lot of people angry, but... I'm not so sure we should bail out the farmers either because most of those farmers are not small farmers. They're big corporation farms. They don't need to bail out. Maybe those small mom-pop farms I'm okay with. Because you, you know, but there's they protect themselves too. They sell futures. They, do, they can protect themselves. Anyways, I just don't, I don't think, I don't like corporate bailouts. I do not in general. Do not like it. I think it's something we don't need to get involved in. Our government doesn't need to. Okay, on the airways and cable channels, the big brouhaha these days concerns the argument over socialism versus capitalism, right? Without taking a side, I don't like taking sides. Let me tell you about a new book that may help you decide. The Upside of Inequality by Ed Conrad. Now, the book profiles the realities of capitalism versus socialism. I'm a capitalist, everybody. You probably could have guessed that. I'm not. I don't care for socialism. I've seen too many issues. Now, in America, the middle class is 30% richer compared with the middle class of Germans. Did you know that? America is a capitalist society. European countries are basically neo-socialists, meaning somewhat socialists. Which means they're, uh, you know, they have to pay higher taxes and government regulations, and all that stuff. You know what worries me is too many people don't know the difference between socialism and capitalism. They don't. We need to educate our young people about this. We really do. Anyways, this is the Mess Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. We want to achieve that together. 
and our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, President Trump plans a $16 billion bailout for farmers hurt by the trade war. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go to Walnut Creek and speak to Chris. He wants to talk about Pure Storage, Inc. How you doing, Chris? I'm good. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for the call. Oh, well, I uh, just want to thank your show before I ask my question. really appreciate it. So uh, I've been watching Pure Storage for a couple of months now. Um, it went down big yesterday. I think it's a mis-earning. What do you think about that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a perfect this is a perfect learning moment uh, for everybody. Pure Storage Inc is a very good fast growing company. 3.8 billion dollars provides flash-based storage systems for large and mid-sized organizations in the United States and abroad. It's out of Mountain View, which is, you know, Silicon Valley area. You look at this company, it's making money, it's made money for three years in a row. The growth of the money they're making was going to be up up 14% this year, up 96% next year. Sales growth has increased 25, 35%. It's a growth company. It looks really healthy. It's selling for $15.82. The PE is very high, right? Because it's a growth company, they're usually very high. And this is what happens when a growth company misses their numbers. And uh, Chris just mentioned that they reported numbers yesterday and the stock went from a little over $20 down to $16 in one day. Now think of that as a percentage. What percentage is that? It's 20% one day. That is classic growth stocks missing their numbers. This is why it's so dangerous about growth stocks. So as long as they're growing and they meet their numbers and meet the estimates and they're growing fast, they keep, they go up much faster than the rest of the market. They do during that period. But the first time they miss, they get crushed. So that's now next, next maybe next quarter they won't miss. So now you have to decide, okay, was this a one quarter? One, Chris, you have to decide, is this a one-time thing? Was there something in the business model that means that they just didn't get orders in quick enough? Or or is it something that competitors are coming in and taking away market share from them? And they can't, they're not going to be as grow, growing as fast anymore. If it's that case where it's not going to grow as fast anymore, you stay away from it. Because you need, on a growth stock like this, you need growth to continue to be very high and hopefully accelerating. And it might be that they finally hit a wall on that or at least a stumbling block and their growth may not be. So I can't tell you from right now, but I would take a close look at that earnings report to see if uh, this is a one-time slowdown in their growth. That's why they missed their numbers. If it is, then, then it may be a buying opportunity. If it's not and they've gotten other problems that they're dealing with, I'd probably stay away from it. Chris? Appreciate the call. PSTG, Pure Storage. PS, T is in Tom, G is in George. Pure Storage Inc. Good call though, and it's a good lesson to learn about growth stocks. This is, you know, I had a class just this yesterday, um, Invest Talk Academy, and it was 
Growth versus value stocks. Which ones are better? Growth versus value stocks. And I gave the characteristics of each one of those kinds of stocks. What does value stocks look like? What do growth stocks look like? And this one, pure storage, is a pure growth play, and you can tell by the numbers. And I talked about it. growth and sales, very, very high. Earnings coming in. Sometimes these growth stocks don't have earnings, but this one does, and that's growing. So, But sales is key. Growth and sales, strong growth. Okay. American household finances are getting better, according to a new survey by the Federal Reserve. Now, what do they say? 61% surveyed said they could pay an unexpected expense of $400 in cash or savings. Now, just a few years ago, matter of fact, it was 2013, only 50% could say that. Now, 61% can say that. Also, 75% of all adults said they are doing okay. 75%. Oh, I'm doing okay. That's up 12% from 2013 survey asking the same question. So, people are getting better about their financial situation, according to them according to the Federal Reserve, according to this study. And that probably goes to, you know, having jobs, lots of jobs, very low unemployment. I think that's where that's coming from. Anyways, I thought that was an interesting study, and I thought I'd share it with you. Time to close, everybody. I'm Steve, and this completes another Investop program. Steve Peasley here, and I thank you for joining me, and thank you for calling and being part of the show. I do appreciate it. You may, you know, tomorrow's Friday, and I will share the KPP Premium Newsletter with you tomorrow. And it's a three-day weekend after that. So have a great night tonight, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.